0: chapter 20 of ruth fielding of the red mill this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by karina in new hampshire ruth fielding of the red mill or jasper parlow's secret by alice b emerson chapter 20 uncle jabez is mysterious Miss Cramp was in the habit of calling upon some trustee to speak at the close of the exercises, usually Mr. Semple, and then there was a little social time before the assemblage broke up. But the frown on the chairman's face did not suggest that that gentleman had anything very jovial to say at the moment, and the teacher closed the exercises herself in a few words that were not at all personal to the winner of the spelling match. When the stir of people moving about aroused Ruth, Her only thought was to get away from the schoolhouse. Perhaps not more than two dozen people had distinctly heard what Julia so cruelly said to her, but it seemed to the girl from the Red Mill as though everybody in that throng knew that she was a charity child. That, as Julia said, the very frock she had on belonged to somebody else. And to Helen. She had never for a moment suspected that Helen had bed the donor of the three frocks. Of course everybody in the neighborhood had known all the time that she was wearing Helen's cast-off clothing. Everybody but Ruth herself would have recognized the dresses. She had been in the neighborhood so short a time that, of course, she was not very well acquainted with Helen's wardrobe. At the moment she could not feel thankful to her chum. She could only remember Julia's cutting words, and feel the sting to her pride that she should have shown herself before all beholders the recipient of her friend's alms. Nobody spoke to her as she glided through the moving crowd and reached the door. Miss Cramp was delayed in getting to her. Helen and Tom did not see her go, for they were across the room and farthest from the door. And so she reached the exit and slipped out. The men and boys from outside thronged the tiny anteroom and the steps. As she pushed through them, one man said, Why, here's the smart little gal that took Semple's gal down a peg, eh? She'd oughter have a prize for that. That's what she ought. But Ruth could not reply to this, although she knew it was meant kindly. She went out into the darkness. There were many horses hitched about the schoolhouse, but she reached the clear road in safety and ran toward the red mill. The girl came to the mill and went quietly into the kitchen. She had got the best of her tears now, but Aunt Elviry's bright eyes discovered at once that she was unhappy. Uncle Jabez did not even raise his eyes when she came in. What's the matter with my pretty little creature? whispered the old woman, creeping close to Ruth. Nothing is the matter now, returned Ruth in the same low tone. Didn't you do well? asked the old woman wistfully. I I won the spelling match, replied Ruth. I stood up longer than anybody else. Is that... Oh! exclaimed aunt elvira with pride i told ye so ruthie and ye beat that simple gal she was the last one to fail before me ruth returned well well did ye hear that jabez our ruth won the spellin match the miller did not raise his head from his accounts only grunted and nodded but something went wrong with ye dearie persisted aunt elvira watching ruth's face closely Oh, auntie, why didn't you tell me that Helen gave me the frocks? Deary, deary me, ejaculated Aunt Elvira. How did you know? Julia Semple told me. She told me before everybody, gasped Ruth, fighting hard to keep back the tears. She called me a pauper. She called it out before them all and said that I wore Helen's cast-off clothes. That mean thing! "'said Aunt Elvira, with more sharpness than she usually expressed. "'Isn't that just like the simples? "'They're all that way. Got mad with you cause you beat her at spelling, eh?' "'Yes, but she has known it right along, of course.' "'Deary me,' said Aunt Elvira. "'Nobody supposed them frocks would be recognized. "'Least of all Helen. "'She meant it kindly, Ruthie. "'It was kindly meant.' "'I wish I'd worn my old black dress to rags!' cried Ruth, who was too hurt to be sensible or just. "'I suppose Helen meant it kindly. And you did what you thought was right, Auntie. But all the girls have turned up their noses at me.' "'Let them stay turned up. What do you care?' suddenly growled Uncle Jabez. For the moment, Ruth had forgotten his presence, and she and Aunt Elvira had been talking more loudly. They both fell suddenly silent and stared at him. "'Are ye too proud to wear dresses that's give to ye?' demanded Uncle Jabez. "'Ye ain't too proud to take food and shelter from me, "'and I'm a poorer man than Macy Cameron and less able to give.' The tone and words were both cruel, or seemed to be in Ruth's mind. But she said bravely, "'People know that you're my uncle.' I was your mother's uncle, that's all. The relationship ain't much," declared Uncle Jabez. Jabez, said the old woman solemnly, you've been a good friend to me. Ye've borne with me in sickness and in weakness. You took me from the almshouse when I never penny to my name and nobody else to turn to, it seemed. I've tried to do for you faithfully but I ain't done my duty by you no more than this child here has since she came to the Red Mill. You know that well yourself, too. Don't blame the pretty little creature for having the natural vanity that all young things has. Remember, Jabez, that it was through you she has had to accept clothing from outsiders. Through me? growled the miller, raising his countenance and scowling at the brave old woman for it took courage for Aunt Elvira to speak to him in this way. Helen Cameron wouldn't have been called on to give Ruthie her frocks, which she wore only last year and outgrew, if you hadn't lost Ruthie's trunk. Ye know that, Jabez, urged Aunt Elvira. I suppose I'm never to hear the last of that, stormed the miller. You're still to hear the first word from Ruthie about it, Jabez, admonished his housekeeper. Well, well, "'repeated Aunt Elvira, still speaking quietly but earnestly. "'You know it ain't my way to interfere in your affairs, Jabez, "'but right is right. "'It was you lost Ruthie's trunk. "'I never knew ye to be dishonest.' "'What's that?' gasped Mr. Potter, "'the red mantling his gray cheek dully. "'I never knew ye to do a dishonest thing afore, Jabez,' "'pursued Aunt Elvira, her voice shaking now but it's dishonest for ye to never even purpose to make good what ye lost if ye lost a sack of grain for a neighbor ye'd made it up to him wouldn't ye what's that gutter do with a lot of foolish foul-owls and rigamajigs jigs belonging to the gal that i've taken in to help us and she does help us declared the old woman quickly she more and earns her keep, Jabez. You know she does. Well, grunted the miller again, but he actually looked somewhat abashed and dropped his gaze to the ledger. Well then, Jabez, said the old housekeeper, you think it over. Think it over, Jabez. And as sure as my name's Elviry Boggs, if you do think it over, something will come of it. This seemed like rather a mysterious saying and there seemed to be nothing for the miller to observe in answer to it. Ruth had ere this dried her eyes, and it was soon bedtime. It was a long time from Friday night to Monday morning, especially to young folk. The hurt that Ruth had felt over Julia Semple's unkind words had lost its keenness in Ruth's mind ere school began again. So Ruth took up her school duties quite as usual, wearing one of the pretty frocks in which, however, she could no longer take such pride and delight. There was really nothing for her to do but wear them. She realized that. She felt, however, that whenever any girl looked at her, she remembered that it was Helen Cameron's cast-off dress she wore, so she was glad that the big girls were no more friendly than before, and that they seldom looked at her. Besides, all the school was very busy now. In a fortnight came graduation, About all Ruth heard at recess and between sessions, even among the smaller girls, was the discussion of what they were to wear on the last day of the term. It was a great day at this school, and Miss Cramp was to graduate from her care seven pupils, four girls and three boys, all of whom would go to the Cheslow High School the coming year. Ruth would not be ready to graduate, but before fall, if she was faithful to the tasks, Miss Cramp set her, that kind teacher assured the girl from Red Mill that she would be able to enter the higher school with this graduating class. All of the older girls, and many of the others, were to wear white. Miss Cramp approved of this, for even a simple white dress could look pretty and nice, and was within the means of most of the girl pupils. Nobody asked Ruth what she would wear, and she was glad of that, for she knew that she had no choice but to don the shabby black cloth frock she had worn at first, or one of the charity frocks. In this first week after the spelling bee, she did not see Helen or Tom, and only received a brief note from Helen, which she tried to answer with her usual cheerfulness. Helen and Tom were going to the city for a few days. Therefore, Ruth was not likely to see either until the end of the term. At the Red Mill, matters went much the same as usual. If Uncle Jabez had taken to heart anything that Aunt Elvira had said, he did not show it. He was as moody as ever and spoke no more to Ruth than before. But once or twice the girl found him looking at her with a puzzled frown, which she did not understand. On Saturday, however, at dinner, Mr. Potter said, Alviry, if the gal has got her work done, she can go to town with me this afternoon. Ruth shrank a little, and looked appealingly at the old woman. But Aunt Alvira would not or did not understand Ruth's pleading, and said briskly, she shall be ready when you've shaved and Ben's harnessed the mules, Jabez. Oh, auntie, whispered Ruth when the miller had gone out. I don't want to go with him. I don't really. Now don't say that, child, said Aunt Elvira. Don't do nothing to make him feel ye are afraid of him. Go long. Ye can call on that little lame gal ye was telling us about while Jabez does his errands. Now hurry, dearie. Ruth felt confused by this. It seemed that there must be some private understanding between Aunt Elvira and the miller. She went slowly and changed her frock. The old lady, crying up the stairway after her, advised her to look her smartest, so as to please Jabez, forsooth. Indeed, she finally hobbled up the stairs with many ejaculations of, Oh, my back! And, oh, my bones! For the purpose of satisfying herself that Ruth was as nicely dressed as she could be and Uncle Jabez, or no other man, need have been ashamed of the appearance of Ruth Fielding when the mules came round hitched to the heavy farm wagon which Mr. Potter usually drove. It was piled high with bags of flour and meal, which he proposed to exchange at the Cheslow stores for such supplies as he might need. The load seemed heavier than usual this day. It was not a bad wagon to ride in, though dusty, for there was a spring seat, and over it a new hood to shield the riders from the sun. Ruth followed Uncle Jabez out of the house and climbed up over the wheel and into the seat when he nodded for her to do so. He followed her, took up the reins, and the boy, Ben, stood away from the mule's heads. Aunt Elvira stood on the porch and waved her apron at Ruth every time the girl turned around until the wagon had crossed the bridge and was way up the long hill on the Cheslow Road. It was a delightful June afternoon, And had Ruth been traversing this pleasant highway in almost any other way, she would have enjoyed the ride mightily. End of chapter 20